Welcome to Big Papa Rob's Podcast Story Rewind. I'm Big Papa Rob. Here I rewind the story of a person, place, or thing and tell you where it originated from. The person I'm going to tell you about is a young lady that survived tuberculosis and three shipwrecks before she turned 30. She continued her employment on ships for an additional 38 years before retirement. Let's rewind the story to the early beginnings of this woman. She was born October 2nd, 1887 in Argentina. She's the oldest daughter of Irish immigrants. She spent most of her childhood caring for her five siblings. As a child, she became very ill and was diagnosed with TB, and her parents were told she would only live a few months. But with many things in this woman's life, she survived. It is said back then 80% of people who were infected with TB during that time period died. At the age of 16, she lost her father due to complications of a surgery. After his death, her mother moved them to England. She then attended convent school. Her mother got a job as a stewardess on a ship, and with her mother working away from home, she also took care of her younger sister. At age 21, her mother became ill and she decided to follow in her mother's footsteps and get a job as a stewardess. She found this very challenging because she was a very attractive young lady. The ships were reluctant to hire her for fear of being a distraction to her shipmates and passengers, which was understandably. She had gray-blue eyes and auburn hair and a very shapely figure, and spoke with an Irish accent. She began to dress down, trying to make herself less attractive to get hired. She finally got her first job with the Royal Mail Line in 1908. In 1911, she began work as a stewardess for the White Star Liner RMS Olympic. This was a luxury ship that at the time was the largest civilian liner. On September 20th, the Olympic left for Southampton and collided with the British warship HMS Hawkeye. Fortunately, there were no fatalities and the ship, even though damaged, was able to make it back to port without sinking. Even after this, she continued to work on the Olympic for, till the following year. April 10, 1912, her co-workers had talked her into transferring to the sister ship Titanic as a stewardess. Four days later, as you know, the Titanic struck an iceberg. She was in bed when the Titanic struck the iceberg, and when she realized something was wrong, she quickly dressed and headed to the deck. She was ordered to serve as an example of how to behave for the non-English speaking passengers who couldn't follow the instructions. She also assisted women and children loading the lifeboats. At some point she was ordered to board lifeboat 16. As the lifeboat was being lowered one of the Titanic officers gave her a baby to look after. Once they were rescued by the RMS Carpathia she said a woman presumably the baby's mother grabbed the baby she was holding and ran off crying without saying a word. After arriving in New York, she later returned to Southampton. June of 1912, she rejoined the RMS Olympic and served on it till 1914. She decided to go ashore and train as a voluntary aid detachment nurse 
which was a voluntary unit of civilians providing nursing care for military personnel known as the Red Cross. She was then sent to serve on the hospital ship HMHS Britannic, which happened to be the sister ship to both the Titanic and the Olympic, which had been converted to a hospital ship. November 21, 1916, the Britannic struck a mine on the starboard side between holds 2 and 3. The captain of the Britannic was trying to make desperate maneuvers to get the ship to the Greek islands, but there was too much damage and the ship listed even more. As the ship was listing, the crew, fearing for their lives, started loading lifeboats. The first few lifeboats made it clear of the ship, but as the ship listed even more, the propellers started lifting out of the water. This sucked at least two lifeboats into them, shredding the lifeboats and killing those on board. The lifeboat she was on was being pulled toward the propellers. It got so close that she hit her head on the keel, resulting in a traumatic head injury, and had jumped from her lifeboat and was pulled aboard another lifeboat, saving her life. Ironically, there were two other persons that survived the sinking of the Titanic and was on board and survived this shipwreck. Author John Priest and Archie Jewell. Both men were crew members on both ships as well. I think I've kept you in suspense long enough. The lucky and unsinkable lady I'm talking about is Violet Constance Jessup. After the sinking of the Britannic, Violet decided to take a break from the seas and work at a bank for three years. She just couldn't stay away from the seas. She returned to the White Star Line in June of 1920. October 29th of 1923, just three weeks after turning 36, Violet marries a fellow steward that worked for the White Star Line named John J. Lewis. A month after their marriage, they were both back up to work on the Majestic. The marriage didn't last long. They were divorced about a year later. On October 24, 1925, Violet left the White Star Line and went ashore for about seven months. It's said that during this time, she was mourning her failed marriage with John. She went back to the seas working for the Red Star Line as a stewardess on two different around-the-world cruises on the Bergenland, one of the company's largest ships. She worked for the Red Star Line for 10 years and then returned to the Royal Mail Line. In June of 1950, Violet boarded the RMS Andes, a mail ship serving South America. That December, she retired to a small cottage in Great Ashfield, Suffolk, where she spent the rest of her days tending chickens and growing mushrooms. In 1958, she was interviewed for Woman's Magazine in regards to the film A Night to Remember, regarding a stewardess being seen on a lifeboat deck showing how to put on her life belt, being a good example for the other passengers. This type of scene was also seen later in the 1997 Titanic movie as well. Violet died in 1971 of congestive heart failure. She left behind an incomparable legacy. Her incomplete memoirs was published under the title Titanic Survivor by Violet Jessup, editor John Maxtone Graham. There was a funny story I came across in my research that came from her memoirs. Violet had a quirk about brushing her teeth multiple times a day with a toothbrush. When the Titanic sank, she was aboard the Carpathia, she said all she wanted to do was brush her teeth and was unable to obtain a toothbrush. 
After that experience, she would not go anywhere without one. After being rescued from the Britannic, she did indeed have a toothbrush in her pocket and carried it with her. After being transported back to the hotel with other ship survivors, as she was brushing her teeth, Sister Batron came to her door and checked on her to see her brushing her teeth and asked, Where'd you get that? She told her, I brought it with me. And apparently, Sister Matron left slamming the door and didn't speak to her again. The moral of the story, always bring your toothbrush. Thank you for listening today. I hope you come back next week for my next story. The stories will be ever-changing from the historical origins of many things and the stories of people you may not know their history. And again, I'm Big Papa Rob. This was Story Rewind, an independent podcast. Story Rewind is written and produced by Big Papa Rob, storyline edited by my beautiful wife Amanda, a.k.a. Big Mama. Today's music was powerful, stylish stomp rock by Mark July from Pixabay. This was a Big Papa Rock Podcast 2023.